Welcome to the Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. We don't like these people in the shows. We believe the best way to expose them is to hold them up to a harsh light, point our index fingers in their general direction, and mock them mercilessly, take them down a peg or two until they cease to exist in any other form than the shit on our shoes. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and today we are going to take a break from the insanity over in Washington and cover some very low-hanging <laughs> fruit, which is a funny bunch of idiots that are almost universally mocked and derided. They live by a theory so stupid that people think its very existence is a psyop to discredit the wider <laughs> conspiracy movement. It's Flat Brothers! Oh, but in typical TCRP fashion, and yes, I think we have earned the acronym, so. we so. are going mm. to ruin the idea that these people are cute morons that live in their parents' basements because it turns out they're not so harmless. Half of them are fucking Nazis. Yes, we've all come across a Netflix documentary, Behind the Curve, that tries to make flat earthers into adorable weirdos. I lasted five minutes on that fucking doco. I can't bear the thought that crackers, who would have been embarrassingly stupid in the 17th century, now in the 21st should be hunted down and have 100 milligrams of telazole pumped into them, hogtied and delivered back to primary school where, frankly, they belong. But as with everything conspiratorial, it always ends up blaming the Jews for everything and getting very fucking weird about it. I don't like these people, Joel, and I don't think there's a big enough shunting yard in the world that they should be turned to. Yeah, well, look, I'm not far behind you. I feel for these guys a bit. I mean, like... I've listened to hours of Flat Earth podcasts over the past week as a bit of a you know, research type thing. Um, but once I put Flat Earth Zionist into DuckDuckGo, I found it a little yeah. bit harder to have a soft spot mm, for yeah, these guys. Look, these idiots should be shot into space so that their last dying moments are watching the blue marble in the rearview mirror. They are the scum of the earth, Joel, and I m- might have a lot of soft spots on me. My doctor might say a few too many, but none for these fuckers. I mean, that's enough of that. The world must keep spinning, or whatever it bloody well does. So here's the Conditional Release Program's weekly news. And our first story is about some large Bitcoin payments to right-wing agitators a month before storming the Capitol building. What's all that about, Joel? Well, while right-wing dickheads have sworn black and blue that George Soros was funding BLM protesters with payments to show up and trash things and placing bricks around and all that sort of horseshit, it turns out they were doing the exact same thing with people storming uh, the Capitol Hill on Insurrection mm, Day. Well, surprise, fucking yes. surprise. So. Around $500,000 US dollars in Bitcoin was transferred to 22 digital wallets, which are owned by various right-wing organizations and personalities who are tied to the event. Mm. Now, this includes the neo-Nazi group behind the Daily Stormer and genuine piece of shit Nick Fuentes, (laughs) who has had an astounding career of being a massive cunt for someone who is only bloody 22 years old. Now, this little motherfucker got 250 or so K of this. And look, if I'm being honest... I would storm Parliament House for a few hundred grand. Uh, might get me a deposit on a one-bedroom deposit uh, uh, apartment oh, in maybe, Redfern. Maybe, after maybe, legal maybe, costs, maybe, of course. Mm. Maybe. I mean, if I'm if, in a low in a low <laughs> part of the market, but apparently the guy sending the coins was French, which is quite funny because you have to wonder why a Frenchman is trying to fund the end of America, and then well, you kind of think yeah. about it, and it all makes Starting a bit of sense. sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, fuck him. But people think Bitcoin is anonymous, and it really isn't. It can be, for sure. But 
Bitcoin wallets are a unique string of numbers and letters, which if you slap into Google, you will likely find out who owns it. They're very (laughs) unique search terms. Why is this? Well, people like Fuentes and the Daily Stormer are constantly (laughs) asking for money in all sorts of parts around the internet. These are easily searchable, indexable places. So if you post your Bitcoin wallet somewhere, people are going to know who owns it. not just us. And the blockchain Mm. thing Bitcoin does means that anyone can see any transaction. So they're not being fucking sneaky. (laughs) So the FBI are looking into this and likely more scalps are coming from what I think is a fairly silly piece of boomer-esque internet handiwork. Yes, Bitcoin has become the preferred financial instrument of lunatics everywhere since gold prices have gone through the roof and their belief system leads them to think the stock market is doomed because blah, blah, great awakening and blah, blah, Joe Biden. People think it's institutional investors that are leading the rally on Bitcoin, but I think it's a bunch of fucking nutters who think the global uh, currency reset is coming and this is the way to store wealth that will not be swept up in the storm. Uh, this is incredibly stupid uh, as Bitcoin isn't much of a secret. I'm keen to see how Bitcoin, no. Bitcoin goes once Biden is sworn in, the US presidency becomes boring again, and the currency reset just never fucking happens. I hope a lot of people I don't like lose a sizable amount of money on this, which takes us all the way to DC, Joel, and an insurrection day follow-up. Yeah, well, as expected, there have been mass yes. arrests after the storm of Capitol mm. Hill. Now, sadly, a police officer has taken his own life after the riot, and the motive remains somewhat unclear, but it's said to be related to the event. See, the Capitol Hill police are generally there to tell tourists where the yeah, toilets sure. are. I mean, yeah. they're a nice bunch of unassuming guys that really don't do the usual meth head daily business of beat cops. So it seems the storming of the hill really shook yes. this guy up. And as a result, it appears he's taken his own life, which is great a real shame. Great, uh, pity. Yes, um, in funnier news, uh, we've got the Q Shaman, Jake Angeli, or oh, Chansley, or whatever is. his fucking My name God. is this week. <laughs> he's turned himself in. Quite soon after the day, actually, it was quite clear the FBI wanted a stern yes. word with him, and he and his <laughs> mum went down to the local FBI station and had a bit of a chat. Senior Constable FBI man. So he was denied bail and retained until his hearing, which has been quite tough for our mate Shaman Jake, as he found quite quickly that the food being served in jail is not organic. Uh, well, Joel, it turns out Angeli is a former US Navy serviceman who had to resign uh, from uh, from the military because he refused the vaccinations. What a shock it is to hear that, Joe. Yeah, my fucking surprise. So our anti-vaxxer mate is unsurprisingly terrified of jail food. <laughs> and while this sounds like a joke or a bit, this is absolutely fucking true. To make this even funnier, it was his mum who told the media that he refused to eat unless he got organic whole foods delivered to him in jail. He claims he gets very sick if he doesn't eat organic food, literally will get very physically sick, and that is a direct quote from his mum. I actually think that uh, most prisons in the United States are just getting their food straight from McDonald's. So I'm just sort of, I've got a bit of an image of uh, Angeli gnawing on a cheeseburger. How do you reckon he'd get on there, Joel? It would not be a happy meal. (laughs) That that is not organic food, Jack. (laughs) He's going to get physically physically sick. sick. And eating a happy meal. Physically sick. Mm. And his mum will be very upset. Look, see, this reminds me a lot when in South Park, Cartman would throw a tantrum, <laughs> bim, bim, and, you know, she'd give him the cheesy poofs to shut him up or whatever. This isn't the behaviour no, of a shaman. Uh, not really. But amazingly, <laughs> I mean, fuck, this guy's got some pretty divine powers because the Q shaman's public defender threw this to the judge and in a spectacular form of judicial and parental pandering was actually granted the right to have organic food brought to him in the slammer. <laughs> it's just 
It's a wonderful it is, world we live is. in. Now, I don't want to bring in race into this. Twitter's been doing this enough for the whole Insurrection Day, but I personally just can't imagine this same grace being given to the black kid caught with a gram of weed yeah, on the street. But, you know... But the, let's face it, you know, that kid committed a crime. Our mate, the shaman, has nothing to worry about because he did nothing wrong. He walked through an open door as he was obeying the orders mm. of the president. And that's literally what he has to say on the matter. I don't know how the judge is going to feel about uh. that one, though. He might need a few more fucking mung beans <laughs> to get him over the line and out of the clinic. And uh, it turns out the others involved in the event are fucked. Various other clowns, like the guy pictured sitting at Nancy Pelosi's desk and the Idiot JP Sears lookalike pinching the speaker's lectern were cuffed, and and that uh, shit is all over the normal internet. But it appears that Capitol Hill has its own little telecommunications network, and anyone's cell phone that pinged those internal towers are going to get a love letter from the feds. So essentially, if they were up to this kind of nonsense, they are fucked. The FBI has declared that there are dozens and dozens of far-right lunatics that will be tried under terrorist offences. There will be plenty of scalps, folks. Yeah, lots of people not getting much sleep this week. So it's not only the cops chasing the insurrectionists, but the single ladies are doing their role too. Bumble have since disabled their political affiliation filter as women were using it to entrap insurrectionists (laughs) by having them send photos of their participation and then sending the photos to the FBI. This this is one of the funniest honey traps I've ever seen. I want screenshots of this in action. I love dating app screenshots. Uh, Anyone pass me your phone and show me your cringy (laughs) chats. Bless you, ladies. Setting up thirst traps to send Marga dickheads to jail is exactly what Baby Jesus uh, would have wanted. Baby Jesus be very, very pleased with these ladies. Well done. Oh, and finally, if this whole rock. thing wasn't treasonous enough, newly minted Congresswomen Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Burbett are under fire yes. for live-tweeting the location of Nancy Pelosi to those storming the House. While being locked down oh, for nice. their safety, these pilled lunatics were trying to help those storm in the Capitol find Pelosi. One can only imagine Gross. what they plan to do uh, with her after they found her. With zip ties and yeah. concealed weapons bulging from their pants, it appears that Pelosi was lucky to get out alive. And not only that, but in yeah. lockdown, the members of Congress were forced into close quarters with each other, Republican lawmakers, uh, lawmakers predictably refusing to wear a mask and predictably having COVID-19. One of the members exposed to this display of selfish, arrogant stupidity is a 70-something-year-old who just finished cancer treatment. It will be a miracle if she doesn't die from the plague and those anti-mask dipshits will absolutely be the reason why. It's an ugly state of affairs and not one to be proud of, unless, of course, you've laid down a bit of coin on the Trumpster. And that takes us to our favourite gambling degenerates, the Betfair Trump punters. Jack, our men and women of the Trump punt are still hard at work keeping the faith that Trump will be the next president. And while inauguration inches closer and closer, they are holding the line to keep their sanity intact. Fucking A. So many of these people have their entire life savings (laughs) on the line. But, of course, this means a multi-million dollar payout on their betting stub. And while most sane people are saying this is a lost cause, People like Lynn Wood and that idiot chairman of Nye County Republicans are really keeping the dream alive. They're basically already spending the money. But one issue they face is that there may be a new election in March, March, according to their fucking stupid folklore. So with such rampant and fictional election fraud, 
they're relying on a bit of a do-over. But this relies on Biden staying out yeah. of the seat because once his hand touches that Bible inauguration, their bets are fucked. It's well, over. maybe not, Joel, because uh, have a listen to Ooh. this uh, that I saw posted on the Betfair mm. fuck-ups facing page this morning. It's a Ooh, meme from 4chan that, that helps keep their dream uh, alive. And I want to read it to you. They're always Here true. we go. Jump. Joe Biden has been arrested, it says. The deep state is in disarray and has struck a deal with the Trump administration. There will be an experimental surgery that will exchange the faces of Biden and Trump. So when you watch Face Biden's in, inauguration, you will really be watching Trump being sworn in for a second term. And when you are watching the Trump trials, that is really Biden paying for Trump's crimes. Also, uh, when Trump, as Biden, stammers or slurs his words, uh, that's because Trump is still learning to duplicate his speech patterns. So there's that. God, yeah. So that's Trump as Biden or Biden good. as Trump, it's hard to tell the difference. You think you're looking at little innocent Joey Biden. It's actually the Trumpster, and he's going to invoke the Insurrection Act and basically install himself as dictator. Yeah, but this means they get their well, money, right? I mean, technically, <laughs> it's Trump that's taking the office. I mean, come on. You can't get well, around yes, that. technically, but that's not all. Because uh, then uh, Trump needs to organise a constitutionally dubious election in March. Take a leaf out, out of the book of someone like Teodoro Obiang, the president of Equatorial Guinea for the last 41 years, uh, who slaughters the opposition uh, both at the ballot box and in a quarry they're delivered in trucks to. Now, don't get me started on President Teodoro Obiang, Joel. We must talk about him at some point in the program, but uh, he's the longest-serving head of state of any country in the world, practices witchcraft, cannibalism, slaughters the population routinely, but has plenty of oil. So besides a few furrowed brows in Europe, everyone does business with uh, Teodoro Obiang, knowing he's a genocidal lunatic because at the end of the day, there's a quid to be made. Anyway, the story goes Trump will be inaugurated in April. Yes, well, confidence is dropping and the infighting is continuing. Uh, despite these beautiful, wonderful pipe dream claims, people are starting oh, no. to worry. Maybe really these things maybe, just doesn't have legs. Maybe, maybe. Maybe the mainstream media isn't lying <laughs> oh, to me God. after all. And maybe reptiles aren't fucking taking charge of the whole thing. So... Of course, in a group that literally claims to have no moderation, it's on their little sidebar on Telegram, these people are considering trolls as being bannable. So, like, anyone who steps out of line, who's naysaying, who's basically seeding plants <laughs> of doubt that maybe, oh, I don't know, you're all fucking nuts, they oh. get banned. This really further solidifies the idea that right-wing lunatics that complain constantly about being censored uh are huge fans of censoring things that they don't like to hear. I mean, what a fucking Yes, surprise. indeed. And that takes us to the biggest bunch of fuckwits in the known world. Apparently, these idiots think Darby dragons uh, are on the unknown bits. Yes, it's a deeper yeah. dive on kiddies who don't believe in gravity. The Flat Earthers. Oh, what is it that flat earthers actually believe in? Well, there's a lot of assumptions they make based on all these elaborate bloody theories, but essentially the earth is a flat disc. That's the general sort of premise of the whole thing. And, you know, our the whole like globe-shaped world orbiting the sun, the whole sort of Galileo thing is a myth. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's all manipulated. It's all lies. It's- yeah. 
look, it's, it's a fucking reach. It's, it's a reach. It is, it is, it is a reach. I'm, I'm wondering what they make of Jupiter. What do they make of Saturn? What do they make of, uh, what do they make of Pluto? Well, they often think that they're round, which is the weirdest bloody thing. Yeah. They either don't exist and they're some sort of projection or anything like this, or they do exist, but they're round and we're not, which is hilarious because it's that desperation to go from conclusion yeah. backward to find something to support your fucking stupid claim. As I understand it, they think the sun and the moon are spherical, but uh, much smaller, much smaller than uh, mainstream science uh, dictates. Uh, yes, you can't uh, go along with NASA. And, and they rotate in this sort of 15th century view of the world. They rotate uh, around a plane of the Earth. Uh, the sun and the moon, that is. You know, they, they are revolving around us. I mean, this is all stuff that was knocked on the fucking head in a the 15th century. I know Copernicus and Galileo. Well, no, Galileo. Uh, they went. The, the Catholic Church went uh, uh, <coughs> went all medieval on his ass yeah, for a little while, much. but uh, yeah. he stuck. He stuck firm, and in the end, uh, everyone's come around. Uh, well, not everyone. Not everyone, Jack. Well, not everyone. No, there's there's a few on the side. Yeah. See, one of the things that's interesting, like I was listening to those hours of podcasts on Friday. Um, a lot of it was just unintelligible goop. But like there was this interesting thing this guy was really sticking by, which is the moon is a projection. So it's like projected into the sky as like an image, like maybe using mirrors or something. He didn't really yeah. – he explained it very casually because it was like – Everyone knows the moon's a projection, right? And I'm like, no, tell me more. But like, I can't ask him. But like, everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fucking basic science textbook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, look, there's heaps of different, you know, sort of theories and things like that. And that's something we're going to come across. Where look, your guess is as good as ours with this. Don't expect this to be Encyclopedia Britannica. This is the conditional release program. You're going to get really vague shit from two people who don't actually know what they're talking about. But Dying to take the piss out of a group of people that are fucking asking for it. Well, anyway, just, moving on. Yeah. Well, look, I mean, what do they make of the Arctic Circle? I mean, you know, what, what do they make in Antarctica? What, what, what are they things going on there? Yeah, there's some pretty funny stuff with this whole thing because they think there's an ice wall that sort of is like the end of the the world, and um, they get really pissed off because Game of Thrones also had the ice wall between the, <laughs> yeah, the like the, too, the, yeah. the Night Walker things and the, yeah, yeah, yeah. the White Walkers and the the humans. I watched it because I kind of had. To. Um, yeah. And I was forced to see it wasn't me. And uh, and basically, like, they get really pissed off because that was like this big ice wall that now people are using that in place of this. And there's getting confused. And they're saying, no, 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 it's not an ice wall. You know, it's, it's, a, it's an ice rim. It, you know, it's, it's a different thing. And they're trying <laughs> to differentiate themselves from Game of Thrones because Game of Thrones is fictional uh, well, as opposed uh, to Flat Earth, which is totally fucking real. I got to pull you up there because I just actually dropped my phone. And you know what? It fell to the earth. So what's yeah, the thing nah. with gravity? How can you have a flat earth and uh, and also gravity? How can well, this happen? See, on this disc-shaped, disc-shaped planet, apparently there is a rapid upward motion. Now, I know about as much as this as the dot point I just read fucking says. Honestly, this is the kind of thing where if you go into a deep dive into flat Earth, you're basically wasting your time. Yes. But one way you can stop wasting your time is something, something, rapid upward motion, something, something, you people are stupid. <laughs> yes, so, uh, so Isaac, Isaac Newton, Galileo, Leonardo da Vinci, wrong! Science is... <laughs> a liar sometimes because <laughs> yeah. they're all bitches. Look, the one thing I do want to get to is that if we are a flat earth, and it's really easy to poke holes in this stuff, but it would appear that the earth itself is only about three feet deep. 
Yes, it's quite tricky, isn't it? So um, you, like, you dig down, you know. <laughs> and there's yeah. a whole Nazi crossover be, with a hollow earth and all sorts of shit. Be I mean, careful with that backhoe because very, you, yeah. you could just go straight down in a hole and, and disappear into the space-time continuum. You can uh, no longer dig a hole to China, you know. Yeah. That's just not on the cards anymore. And, and how does this? how does that sit with our QAnon friends? Uh, who believe that uh, little kitties have been shuffled around in uh, in tunnels below. Yeah, 10 kilometres. That's a bit deep for the old uh, No, they they would have gone to, uh, I don't know, whatever's underneath it, the the sort of the the rapid rising astral plane. (laughs) I don't fucking know. No one knows. No one knows. And all the research I did on this, honestly, no one had a straight answer. It was always different, ridiculous, disparate theories that made no fucking sense. The podcasters were just nerds. Oh, this Terrible These people. guys suck. But aside, and they're just not even good at sucking. Aside from their their obvious narcissism, you know, <clears throat> what do they get caught up in? Well, I mean, look, one of the things they get caught up, like I say, is heaps of infighting because there's no unified flat earth model. And the whole uh, thing about it is that one person will say a thing, one person will say the other thing. But also the way they get into this is through the idea that NASA is lying, space exploration all the, the space stations, all the satellites, all the moon landings, they're all faked. Ah, made well, up. there you go. Yeah. Just yeah. complete bullshit. And it's all just like, you know, m- movie studios, uh, you know, Hollywood trickery. Yeah. I've got a friend who thinks that the moon landing was faked. And honestly, I don't know if he's actually trolling or not, um, but I love it. I love his um, his argument for it. It's really quite compelling. He'll just say things like, we'll just prove it. And like, you sort of can't in a way. Like, it's <laughs> like, but there's, there's footage what was in a studio. And you're like, but. But like it's like the moon. They it is like nah, didn't happen. And you sort of find yourself going, I can't really do this. I've, I've, I'm stuck. I've got a solution because they're, they're obviously uh, they're obviously uh, lunar landing. Uh, uh, they believe that the, the whole lunar landing was a myth. So I defy flat earthers to go and stand in front of Buzz Aldrin and start yeah. mouthing off. Because Buzz yeah. ain't going to stand for it. He's he will just gonna punch throw you in the a, fucking mouth. He is going to throw a couple of cut lunches in your general direction. <laughs> God love him. He's ninety years of age, the great man, and uh, and and uh, he's not going to take any of this flat Earth shit, is he? I think my mate uh, Dan Schreiber has met him a couple of times. I'm pretty sure it's Buzz Aldrin. He's he's uh, he's on no such thing as a fish. The podcast and loves space and the um, the astronauts. And uh, yeah, I, I actually have to look at that now because I believe he's done a couple of bits with him. And uh, yeah, he seems like a very interesting character. Oh, he's a very interesting. character. Does not take shit. Not uh, not easily. Did a wonderful cameo in Thirty Rock a few years back. You know? Oh yeah, I'm rewatching that now. Actually, it's yeah, fucking yeah. wonderful. Look, anyone, Kenneth, anyone. Oh. Well, well, we're talking about terrible flat Earth people. Uh, yeah, anyone, let's not and, let's not wobble too much. Any anyone who who has the opportunity to go through Thirty Rock again from go to woe should. Anyway, um, Joe. Flat Earthers get caught up in uh, mathematics. So, so this is this is the problem, isn't it? You know, so they, they have, really do. So they have to establish elaborate theories, elaborate, improbable, implausible, fucking impossible theories that take some time to understand and untangle. Uh, but well, this is how you trick idiots. Yeah. Well, that's, that's it's a perfect it. way to trick idiots, you know. Like, and when you're in that sort of situation where everyone around you tends to be naturally rubes and also completely <laughs> like the poster children for the Dunning Kruger effect of having a sense of confidence that grows as you know less and less. When you see some wall of algebra from some fucking nerd on YouTube, you think to yourself, "Well, that's pretty clever." I mean. 
I certainly can't disprove that. Maybe you're onto something. <laughs> when it's all just bullshit, you know, like that 12 other idiots have all come together. Honestly, you throw a mathematician in the front of that and they're going to laugh for days. But the yeah. thing is, these people don't know any mathematicians and they don't want to know any mathematicians because <laughs> they can't be trusted because they're all working for NASA. Yeah. They may or may not be Jewish. I mean, for fuck's they are sake. Some of the, they are some of the few people on earth who are terrified of mathematicians. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hey, I, I have my reservations. <clears throat> now, I've got, a, I've got a view here that flat earthers must have at least some sort of you know nod to – uh, Christian, the Christian religion, the sort of religion that was practiced uh, prior to uh, Galileo, Copernicus, Leonardo, etc., wandering around the planet, and those three men actually ushered not just on their own, but those three men uh, played some very large roles in ushering in the the next phase of uh, the great uh, um, period of. Of uh, of knowledge and science, known as the science, Age of Enlightenment. I mean, yeah. what do you yeah. think we call the twenty, the early part of the twenty first century, Joel? Because where, where we've got people who are rejecting four hundred year old proven science, uh, and they're running around and uh, telling us uh, that uh, there will be dragons on the on the edge of the fucking map. You know, I mean, look. We call this era the post-truth era, but this is only the last year or so. These fuckers have been going for ages. I mean, you can't say this is a new phenomenon. You can say that it's definitely – there is a correlation between YouTube and Flat Earthers, no Mm. question. But there Mm. are Flat Earthers from before YouTube for sure. It's just that blow-up of easily accessible, convincing, sexy information. That being said, people like Mark Sargent are not fucking sexy, and they're the ones that are giving a lot of the information. I did notice – I did notice, not a very sexy man at all, not a very sexy sort of cult, I wouldn't have thought. Um, No, but but the uh, girls that are attractive in there, fuck, they'd get a lot of attention. (laughs) I'm sure sure they will. There's a a little bit of incel uh, overplay uh, going on here. Oh, there's huge incel vibes going on, (laughs) huge. And and I guess, guess too, that some of them are sort of, you know, basically, uh, you know, of a religious bent too, you know, you're sort of Amish type, let's say, that that, – reject uh, pretty much everything that's happened since the uh, 17th century. Uh, yeah. And so there must be some members there who uh, have at least some sort of experience of, shall we say, um, you know, uh, primitive forms of religion. Yeah, and that's one of the things where, like, you know, a lot of these things are based on um, – not only are they based on Bible things from the New and Old Testament, but they're also – like, they have these, like, weird little satellite books. I was listening to a podcast on the Bible stuff, which was boring as fuck, but I was, like – doing some manual labor at the time. So, look, it, it was passing the time, and I tried to get something interesting out of it. But one thing I picked up from it is they not only refer to the established Bible and things like stuff, but they also have these, like, random books of the Bible that didn't sort of make it in, these, like, <laughs> outlier books, some of the B-sides of the Bible they refer to, and then they argue amongst themselves as to whether it's really divine write- writings or whatever. I mean, they fucking argue with each other so much. But, as- like, as, as long as the earth is flat and not a globe to them, you're still on the same page. Oh, it's look, just- I, I, I am a student of uh, biblical studies, and perhaps one day we will have a look at how the New Testament was formed, Giles. Very, very interesting yeah. story. And okay. uh, a little that. bit of rewriting going on a couple of hundred yes. years after everything happened. A couple happened. of drafts, a couple of edits, yep. Yeah, yep. and a couple, couple of swords at the uh, at the throats of, of, the, of, the, of the scribblers. 
Yes. <laughs> no, no, don't put that in. Yes. Uh, uh, We're not big on the gays, Leviticus. Yeah, so look, there were, there were for, in fact, uh, the Flat Earthers are at least right in so far as there were a number of rejected chapters for the from the Bible that uh, didn't quite make it uh, beyond the Council of Nicaea. But anyway, yep. uh, this mob... You know, obviously are weird, but they and and laughably so. And that yeah. would be the case that there's also this huge streak of anti-Semitism. Oh there's yeah. Al- there's also this uh, huge streak of extreme right uh, ultranationalism that yeah. runs through them. You know. Yeah. And so it's how, very does, how does that work? You know, basically, the Jews run NASA and the Jews run yep. the media. That of all, course all they all do. That sort of the banks and and yep. they're controlling people. Globalist cabal, fucking blah, blah, blah. I mean, one of the big things here is that because the the Jews control everything, they do this through a series of lies. Obviously, I don't believe this shit. Jesus, yeah. Don't take that out of context and put it in something. I'm lucky I'm not actually famous. That's why I thought I'd come in over the top of you there, Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) So basically, you know, the Jews are evil, but. Um, and uh, so basically, if people Jared realize Henderson flat, could be could be listening in at any time. So yes, yes. so we need to be we need to be. If very I get careful. deep faked, I'll be flattered. If anything, <laughs> um, so basically, the stakes are high for the Jews because if people start questioning the the shape of the Earth, they'll start to question everything. Ah, and these yeah. are things essential mm. for the Jewish grip on global power. I mean, yeah. if people start questioning the Jews, then the Jews will lose their power because A plus B equals 93 and something, something, something. It's basically the domino effect of conspiracy theories where one domino falls and the rest of them just fall in place and this I don't know, probably wrong. some sort of great awakening bullshit. Yeah. So the Jews are doing a lot to keep it secret, which includes controlling NASA, controlling the media and doing all this sort of stuff to protect this weird power that they supposedly have. Mm. It's a Fucking fairy tale, but when it comes to flat earthers, are you surprised? It's a dumb theory. Well, no, it's, I'm, not, I'm not surprised. Not surprised. It's, <laughs> it's not surprising. We've been looking at cults and weirdo groups for for for, for the last fifteen or sixteen episodes, Joe. <laughs> yeah. and, and one thing Nothing that we surprises see, anymore. And this is the, perhaps the only intrinsically interesting thing about flat earthers is is that other groups are out there who notice that you are susceptible, gullible to you know, uh, <clears throat> to uh, basically challenging accepted uh, accepted knowledge and fact and yes, science norms. and then yep. when you are at that when you are at that level so if you're an anti-vaxxer or or if you're an incel or if you're a, a member of QAnon basically you you have already shown that you're that that you are gullible and that yep. you can be primped and pimped and primed by people from the extreme right in this case who will come along and yeah. snaffle you up and that's what's happened. Often much smarter people than the ones that's they're right. convincing of. of Once course. they realise that you are open to all manner of suggestion, including yep. this weird one that completely defies even 19th century opinion. Yep. That's, then, yeah, that's when they pop the Jewish question. And that's, and they yeah, put and that's straight in your inbox. So yeah. if you believe that the world is flat, it's no big extension for you to believe that the world is run uh, <clears throat> world is run by the Jews and, and the Holocaust didn't and, happen. And it's time uh, and it's time you joined a group of like-minded people to fight for your freedoms. So Absolutely. That's, so that's how it's going to that, that's how that's this is how it works. 
I mean, yeah. this is basically how QAnon got started. Um, and all that and, shit about globalists and cabal yeah. is very thinly veiled anti-Semitism. The and blood why lab was, with adrenochrome, and particularly, particularly why these sort of cult-like groups, uh, or, sorry, these extreme right groups, are very successful in infiltrating. Um, uh, uh, groups that are based in just sort of that sort of well, shall we call it the wellness industry? Because yeah. the wellness industry and Pete Evans and their crew, they get around challenging things. When yep. you when you jump on board and start agreeing with Pete Evans, that means you're already challenging accepted fact, accepted knowledge, accepted yes. wisdom, with and, like string based logic. You and know, then like you become like fucking human plasticine. And, yeah. and 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 these guys will help mould you into shape, and that shape will be anti-Semitic, ultra-nationalist. Yeah. yeah, it's a great way to sow distrust into institutions by basically getting people to stop trusting institutions and then making them question why the institutions are untrustworthy because they're run by the Jews. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that this is the the, the broad reach of, of these people is based around anyone that they can spot and identify as, as yeah. being gullible enough uh, to believe a bunch of nonsense. Once, you, well, once the- you can believe the nonsense, then you can be directed into other nonsenses. That was the article recently on news. I can't remember who wrote it, but uh, saying that basically far-right groups in Telegram are openly discussing using Pete Evans and his followers to try and pump up their numbers in Nazi groups. And, like, of course, mm. Pete Evans has made no secret of some pretty controversial beliefs. For the sake of defamation, I'm not going to mention too much, but he has allegedly said some things that may indicate that he's potentially likely to possibly think that the uh, Holocaust was all made up uh, okay. In order to pursue a Zionist agenda, so I don't know. And- I mean, I, I I don't know. I haven't seen him make those comments, but again, he fits that profile, and That's, that profile—it's a is good stepping stone. You grow up. You 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 basically you've you've come to the party with this whole nonsense about diet and proce- and processed meats and modern times and all this sort of stuff. I mean, yeah, and you'll believe Evans, a YouTube video over institutions. But yeah, that's that, exactly right. So you've you've given up on media as well, which is a real yeah. which is another and another government thing like and society in general. Uh, it becomes atomized and individualized yeah. to the point where some shaman on YouTube saying random shit with no source is much more credible than a consensus of scientists from across the world. Now, I'm not asking anyone to empathize with Pete Evans. But once you have a background in that sort of wellness community, which challenges which challenges various uh, established knowledge, uh, then it's it's a short it's a, it's a short walk. Yeah, it's a short and, walk. And, and if yeah. you looked at Evans three years ago, that was all the paleo stuff. That was all the challenging, you know, existing theories in in just something as uh, as basic as nutrition. And and this is how this is how these these cults will will lay the lay the bite into people. You know, yeah. that, that's that's how it works. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to say Evans is vulnerable. I'm not sure. I mean, he's an influencer. That's definitely the case. Um, but what we're I think he's vulnerable. What, what, he takes his cues from others. If he you, has his own thought leaders. Yeah, this is this is and why I'm very very he wary mops of that, up their bullshit of that whole wellness industry, which has sort of taken a big hold in Australia. And that's how many people become. Become gullible, malleable. That's where pastel cues come from. There's yep. so much. Mm. There's so many dominoes falling there. One of the things that's interesting I find with this is that um, on the other flip side of the anti-Semitic coin, 
a lot of people uh, who came up in my Zionist uh, flat Earth conspiracy duck duck go search mm. are saying that flat Earth is actually a Jewish psyop to discredit conspiracy theorists. Yeah. So. This is an infiltrator that will infiltrate into conspiracy theory uh. circles and will make them all into these idiots that sound stupid. So people who see these truth seekers as flat earthers will discredit uh. all the other things they have to say. Now, this is a very defensive move from the conspiracy Careful. movement. Mm. And it makes a bit of sense because these people who are saying this are all massive Holocaust deniers. Uh. So they've got skin in the game thinking that if you have these flat earthers who are also, you know, the you know, the Holocaust deniers, this discredits their movement. So you've got this yin and yang effect of these right-wing agitators going into flat earth uh, places because they're very easily manipulated using this as a platform to get them into their group. But then once they're in, they have this poison chalice of a whole bunch yeah. of flat earthers running around saying the Holocaust didn't happen. And people think the Holocaust denialism is even dumber than it well, already is. Absolutely. Once, but, but once they're in, the, uh, they, they stay in. That's the thing. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah <clears throat> until until something terrible happens. Uh, Try and uh, deprogram someone who's pilled. I mean, yeah, good luck. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Frankly, don't understand. It can be done. can be done successfully. Apparently. But it, yeah, well, small armies of psychotherapists is basically yeah. the answer. Yeah, basically. Um, some hypnosis. Uh, uh, so, so this, you know, this is, da- this is dangerous stuff. But really, uh, uh, as, you've, as you've pointed out and, and me too, the, the, these groups are wide open to right-wing neo-Nazi suggestion. Absolutely, absolutely. And then it's got, like I say, like that hilarious byproduct of the fact that the the Nazis go in and turn a bunch of flat earthers into neo-Nazis and then go, oh, shit, they sound like idiots. We need to distance (laughs) ourselves from these guys. I mean, they wouldn't be – look, just just the the little bit I did see of the the doco, you'd have to say they wouldn't be great fighters. I I think the neo-Nazis might be training them as sort of cannon fodder. You know, yes. You, you go and you go and jump on that artillery piece. You know, smother it with yeah. your stomach. Um, yeah, yeah, or, that's or, it. Your yeah. rather sizable stomach. Yeah, yeah. You're the thirty fifth, oh, the thirty fifth division flat flat earthers. You know, you're the bomb yeah. catchers. Catch you, run over there, catch that bomb. Um, I mean, I think yeah, Mark Sargent and those sort of guys who were in that thing. I mean, I think a few look, of them would jump on a hand grenade for the cause. Yeah, oh, look, they look like cannon fodder to me. Just quite, I just quite. Really, and, but we hope that really we hope that stink never really happens. But what we're looking at is active recruitment and yeah. uh, and uh, and and the the methods and processes. It's basically it's a form of grooming and and uh, and, and a way in which neo Nazis will build their numbers up. Um, yeah. And this is why we have to watch these groups and be eternally vigilant, Joe. Yeah, yeah, you do. Because it's one of those things where we're living in a time where these gimmicks, these fringe actors who we've always seen as being kind of adorable and occasionally violent mm. are growing in numbers and being frequently violent. And that idea that these sort of people can just be sort of left as the weird kid on the side of the road, yeah. it's starting to really fade out. Yeah, and it's like, great. While flat earthers... <laughs> tend to be thought as being quite harmless. What I've looked at recently has changed my mind on that. Not at all, yeah. I don't think these guys are harmless at all. I think they are very suggestive. And like you've covered very well, they are very suggestible and there's a lot of violent people who will take advantage of their, let's like not beat around the bush, stupidity, Mm. um, to pursue more violent and more terrifying 
aims. And with these people amplifying misinformation, just like everyone else, every little bullhorn out there on social media, whether it be Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or whatever, Mm. uh, look, they are contributing to a mass of misinformation, which is taking over society as we know it and creating an era. We say post-truth era. I don't know what to call it, but what it is, is fucking scary. Because this sort of shit, which was always on the fringe, it might start really coming up. Yeah. We don't need that in our lives. Important times because we are, in a way, looking at a sort of age of reason. Potentially, we are looking at an age of reason, and that's a sort of post-pandemic future that where everyone understands, broadly speaking, how viral infections work and how to prevent them and how to vaccinate yep. for them. And so we really do have a potential to move into that area of logic and reason that we really as human human beings need to go in. But yeah. we have these fuckers who are who are pulling us up. Well, we took a fucking handbrake turn on that last year. I mean, I really was about a year ago, um, I would say I was incredibly optimistic about humanity. Uh, people used to be quite surprised because I'm quite cynical. But at the end of the day, I think people are fundamentally good fundamentally intelligent and will participate uh, positively in their society, especially if given a challenge. Holy fuck was I wrong. I could not have possibly been more completely wrong. And I look at like the, um, you know, the pandemic preparation meeting, which of course makes all these fucking anti-lockdown idiots think that it was all a fucking mm. hoax and all planned. But the um, the event, event 201 meeting that the Gates Foundation funded, well, I got all those public policy wonks to go over there and the public health guys to go over there and stand in a room and talk about these pandemic plans. And they had these videos that were strangely prophetic. I can see how idiots who've never met a fucking academic in their lives were like, oh my God, what's this sociology voodoo? But it's amazing. Sociologists have seen this coming. Mm. And at Event 201, they were saying, you are going to have misinformation everywhere, disbelief. Uh, You're going to have rebellion and defiance of something that is clearly in their interest and the interest of society. And you are going to have to watch this and you are going to have to work around this with this or against it, but it's going to happen. Now, I could never have seen that coming, but I don't spend my life buried in the books of sociology learning how idiots work. I've started a podcast and that's about as far as I've gone and this (laughs) is past the point of no return. But they knew this was going to happen. I find that astonishing. I found it fascinating because this kind of shitty behavior is predictable and these motherfuckers are the kind of ones who are going to perpetuate this into the unknown future i well, don't know all i can tell you is not, not 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 to cut you off but all i can tell you no, is i have been done, in, in, the, in the sociologist world and they're pretty fucking susceptible too so uh <laughs> we'll uh we'll see how they get on i was pretty impressed the event 201 they read this like a fucking book i mean no. i watched those videos the anti-lockdowners and anti-plaguers well the pro-diseases uh always post and it's amazing what they predicted Look, meanwhile, <laughs> flat earthers, they're awful, they're stupid, and they need to be slapped hard, Joel. Uh, not just for their benefit, then certainly mine. I fully support this move. <laughs> I think we need to control them through a good slapping. Uh, parental-style violence. A bit of a slap on the ba- on the bottom? A good, the ruler. No, I, I wouldn't have thought so. I think you'd have to come up a bit higher. A good slapping hard across the face. Wake up to yourselves. Yeah, okay. I yeah, think it's, so- it's going to be for the good of humanity and the uh, the good of the world. Look, uh, when we when we talk about deprogramming, that's probably the best way to do it. Spend the first week just you know being pummeled with a cricket bat, and uh, and then you know told to fucking you know just basically drop everything. It might not happen for three or four weeks. You just keep kicking and punching until until they come around. I think that's the that's, only way to do it. 
this is a business idea, Jack. <laughs> I reckon we could charge, charge, charge for the week. Well, uh, you know, we'll have to, indefinite we'll, stay. We have to get get a couple of young blokes in, you know, nice and nice and rolled oh, up. Oh yeah, and just oh, we're them. not going to do the dirty work ourselves. I'd feel sorry for them. Yeah. No, you need to get my little hands, sociopaths on board. My hands, I can't be involved in this. Yeah, All my right. beautiful hands. <laughs> Ruined my side gig as a hand model. Um, all right, well, there you go. There you go. There's flat earthers. They're fuckwits. Um, they but, are. And that's why they're being infested with Nazis. So now you know a little more about flat earthers and a little less in general. I mean, whatever mm. you just replaced in your brain with this information on balance <laughs> was probably more useful than that. Definitely, but in our yeah. next segment, there is nothing more enchanting and inspiring than a look into our favorite person on the planet. Um, well, he's one. He's a one person he's, on he's a person. the planet. Uh, the flat planet? Like, look, don't worry about it. It's Eric Trump. He's like a bastard, bastard on Father's Day. Now, Eric, who was a good-looking boy, caught the attention of the world when he extolled members of the LGBTQI community who voted for the Trumpster in droves, according to Eric. Eric then went on proudly to say he was part of that LGBTQI community. But I think this has been misinterpreted, a fake news job possibly, because if Eric really was gay, that would only make him more interesting. <laughs> uh, you might have heard me say it, Joel. Eric is a good-looking boy, but interesting? No. 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 Look, Eric, who is a good-looking boy? Although yeah, you, yeah. you can't take him out in the sun. And he has got that terrible rash on his groin. I thought it was eczema at first, but I've never seen a rash beat up as much as Eric's has. His groin resembles pink alligator hide. Terrible genes, poor boy. Really just awful. And let's not forget the male pattern baldness with a propensity for megalomania. That will kick in soonish. Mm-hmm. Eric has been very quiet on Twitter over the last week. No doubt in deference to his dad, who he loves. Love, Love you, dad. dad. And who, was de- and who was de-platformed for inciting an insurrection last week? And by the way, who gets punted from Twitter just for inciting an insurrection? I mean, we've all done it, urged a mob to bring down a democratically elected government on the toots, but it's only the Donald who got the flick. It's a serious impingement on free speech, and I know my friends on the right are screaming about it just so they don't have to remind themselves they went all in on a fascist. But back to Eric, who is a good-looking boy and loves his dad. Love Love you, Dad. Dad. Eric only posted once on Twitter a post from the Donald saying the old man rejects violence and hates everyone who does, which stands in stark contrast to the number of beatings he has handed out to Eric over the years. And Eric has now left to walk through the shattered remnants of the Trump empire he didn't help build, including the blast from the past, Trump water or Trump ice, the wonderful piece of branding Eric didn't come up with for a bottle of water with his old man's bonds on it. But Eric did oversee production of Trump ice, which basically meant him having to turn on the tap and fill a couple of thousand bottles of Trump ice every day until a plumbing mishap occurred. And thereafter, Eric forgot the recipe and it all went to hell. Uh, Eric, who was a good-looking boy, did get someone in to give him the recipe for Trump ice, but there was a bit of a misunderstanding and Eric was delivered several hundred weight of shard from some very nice Mexican men. After Eric licked it, he didn't sleep for three days and pissed his pants every time he thought about his dad. 
Love, Love you, Dad. You, Dad. So that was the end of Trump eyes. Discontinued in 2010. It went the way of Trump stakes, Trump University and Trump Airlines. All tremendous ideas that Eric didn't come up with but managed to sink without a trace when he was put in charge of them. He is a good-looking boy, though, with the exception of that rash on his nuts, which I don't like the look of one little bit. No, not good. And now it's time for that segment. I know all our listeners stretch their necks and turn their heads sideways under the false impression they might be able to hear it a little bit better. It's The Week in Pete Evans. It has been a huge week huge, in Pete Evans, huge. or should I say the Honourable Pete Evans, or oh. Senator Pete Evans? We wow. don't quite know yet. But what we do know, or what we're you know reminded of actually, is that Pete's annoyingly vague on social media, but he's <laughs> hinted toward running for the GAP in G- some way, shape, or form. GAP. Yeah, Pete really likes Rod Cullerton's great Australian party, oh. and for those who don't know the GAP, listen to our episode on Sovereign Citizens and you'll get an idea of what these idiots are about. They are basically the political arm of the Sovsit movement. They're <laughs> founded right. by Rod and his mate Wayne Glue, Wayne Glue, who's one of the most brilliant, famously shit Sovsits we have. <laughs> uh, he's fucking awful. He looks like a turtle. Anyway, um, so Pete is hinting toward running for the GAP and while we don't know if it's state or federal, house or senate, we do know that this campaign is going to be hilarious. Yes. Very funny. He, here's be. a fucking guy who can't stand even the slightest <laughs> bit of criticism putting his hat in the ring to have a well-funded political party or parties tear him to shreds in the public forum. I mean, you can't delete the comments of a fucking federal <laughs> state campaign. Uh. You're going to drown in criticism. It's going to make you fucking mad. Melt. So basically, Pete, I think you should set aside some money for some therapy here because you are <laughs> going to have a very dramatic and potentially public meltdown once you find out the dirt department of the Labor and the Greens looking into all that dumb shit you've posted <laughs> behind the shield of campaign laws that allow them to say a whole bunch of very nasty things you can't sue them for. Yes, well, a bit of a political perspective. Essentially, Byron Bay at the local level is green. The state seat is also with the Greens and Labor has it at the federal level. Uh, Pete Evans uh, tries to go uh, anywhere near uh, those two seats. He is fucked. The Senate? Good fucking luck, mate. He would be lucky to get 25,000 votes. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon he'd be lucky to get two. Yeah, fucking hell. And, of course, one of Pete's first parliamentary moves would be to lobby Spotify to put his podcast back on their (laughs) platform because they kicked him the fuck off. Yeah, Spotify, another scalp. It's one of the main podcast apps behind Google and Apple. I'm not sure. Maybe they're coming in second. I don't know. They've told him to fuck off and never come back. And this came as a fairly heavy blow to Evans as his (laughs) podcast is actually doing annoyingly well. He gets a few more fucking spins than we do. But his followers are completely inept when it comes to technology. We have that advantage. We're still on Spotify. (laughs) And while they could go to Evolve.tv and get it there, it's not as easy as Spotify. Not so easy. And they're not very smart. I mean, if they were smart... They wouldn't fucking like Pete Evans, would they? So this is a great win for the good, good guys. I think yes. so because as his Evolve podcast is an absolute platform for some of the shittest people on the planet and the less people it reaches, the, the better. better. It yes. also sets a precedent for having him removed from places like this 
pushing him further toward the fringe where he belongs. Where I mean, he, you can't where he be wants like, to be. Yeah. I'm a fucking conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Why doesn't the mainstream media accept me? The mainstream media is fucked. I mean, pick a lane, dickhead. So it's a bloody great thing. Spotify are first, but hopefully Apple are next. I mean, come on, guys. You're progressive. You wear skivvies. Yeah, fucking get on. on with it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Let's get on with it. And, of course, we're waiting for Instagram to get we their are. act together. We it's are for indeed. dogs and cats. It's not for fucking lunatics like Pete Evans. So- <laughs> This is the thing, though. We can't forget that this is a win, and a it win is. should be enjoyed. So fuck you, Senator Pete. Onward and downward. <laughs> and finally, another news, because this has been a bloody huge week, and Pete Evans, honestly, we're holding back stories. Uh, as we all expected, Pete has dipped his dick into the cryptocurrency market. And a huge thanks to Cam, at Cam Lives here on Twitter. Follow him for amazing insights on Pete Evans. He he gave us this tip, but he actually goes through the self-harm of listening to Pete Evans' podcasts and videos to find these nuggets of gold. Mate, you are a bigger man than we are because I'm not fucking doing yeah, that. Yeah, God love you, Cam. Well done, mate. Yeah. No, I tip my hat. I tip my hat and I also think you should see a therapist after all this goes down. Once <laughs> once he gets banned from Instagram, take a month off. It's tough. So Pete it's tough, Evans, yeah. fucking hey. So Pete Evans has found Bitcoin or found mm. him apparently around mid-December, which was when it was at an all-time high. But unfortunately, <laughs> since then, has gone up by 30%. Uh. I was really worried that Pete had made a lot of money on Bitcoin because his mate, David Avocado Wolf, who he like shares memes from Telegram and is fucking mm. obsessed with, has been spruiking Bitcoin all year. And he's got a shitload of money to throw about. And he seems quite reckless. Like maybe the mm. ketamine reduces his inhibitions. I don't know. But. It would seem that this is actually a recent discovery, which is quite reassuring because we do not need Pete Evans to have any more bloody money, whether it's fiat or crypto, than he already fucking has. Now, Pete admits he actually doesn't know much about crypto. Surprise, surprise. But despite that, he believes it has called him. It's called him. Mm. He literally said that Bitcoin has called him. Let's call him on the phone, uh, call him up on Skype. Does Pete say. even get mobile reception where he lives? I mean, I maybe know. on a landline. See, it's tricky like that. You see, I actually think it's just the ketamine, Jack. <laughs> um, but he has really been quite indulgent when it comes to horsey shush powder for a while. So it's quite possible that he is in a drug-induced uh, psychosis. So let's give him that. <laughs> But it may not come as any surprise that Pete Evans is just about to make Bitcoin and all everything to do with him. cryptocurrency yep. all about him. He doesn't yep. know about it, but since when's that fucking stopped him? So this is what he does. We have that to look forward to. This is going to be great. He's going to start a fucking newsletter or something. So the, the great thing was really in the podcast, he was asked what fiat money is. <laughs> and he said, it's the system we are currently in, which... Like it was, he clearly blindsided him. He had to answer a question that even remotely resembled economics. And it shows that he knows literally nothing but economics. Like, if this guy was a fucking MP and they asked him what, like, the my EFO was, I think he'd shit his pants. <laughs> but is Bitcoin coming is my biggest question because there's all these mm. altcoins they make, there's thousands of them. And once he realizes there's money to be made in these alt shit coins, I cannot imagine he would pass up the messianic complex behind having his own currency. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure in the meantime, he's just going to flog crypto to his user base through affiliate links and sketchy exchanges because he's just never been one to shy away from a pyramid scheme. But I'll be keeping a very close eye on how Pete handles this. I mean, Bitcoin called him after all. So I think this has a bright future of embarrassingly shit content. (laughs) And you have been listening to the Conditional Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider and Joel Hill. If you haven't already, hit the subscribe button. And if you've enjoyed our bullshit, throw us a five-star review on your podcast app. Jack can be found on Twitter on at Jack the Insider and Joel on at Crunchy Moses with a K. 
We've set up a Facebook page, which you can find fairly easily. And finally, all feedback, uh, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's simply to remind us that we are special and important beings, but of course, only if we live on a flat disc. Thanks, Thanks listeners. listeners. Bye now. Catch you next week. See ya.